I'm Richard van Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 248, for the week starting 20 January 2019. And hey, it's only 339 days to Christmas. Wow, only 339. It. <laughs> it's going to be here before we <laughs> know it. And speaking yeah, Black Friday sales. We talk, let's talk about it so long. <laughs> <laughs> and we're only two episodes away from episode 250. We're going to have to Ooh, crack nice. out some special beers for that one, I think. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We'll line it up. In case you don't know this already, Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central. And you can WhatsApp the show. The number to use is 071-999-1111. On Talk Central this week, rest in peace, Windows Mobile. Also on the show, Minister promises no job losses in DTPS-DOC merger. Zimbabwe kills the internet. And what we know so far about Android Q. It's Sunday afternoon. We are live streaming at live.techcentral.co.za and it's time to talk everything tech. Welcome to the show. How's it, Rehat? How's it, Duncan? Very good, thanks. I saw on Facebook that you're running Winamp on your computer. Is, is that still around? Well, I wouldn't say it's still around. Yes, it's still around, but it's not like a current version. Okay. Um, it's actually the, la- the latest, the last stable version that uh, a bunch of guys have made available again. Um, but uh, I found it because there's talks of it coming back. So oh. um, they, this is a version that's running apparently until... It's still the same old version, you know, that was stable at, uh, I can't remember which version it is. But yeah, it's still handy to listen to off, offline um, music files, yeah. which happens when fiber goes down and you can't stream, or you can't stream new music. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I could use my mobile, but I, I used the opportunity to, to crank up old Winamp and uh, put some visualiz- visualizations on while I listen to music. Yeah, I loved Winamp back in the day. It was really good. That's fantastic. Yeah. There's still nothing like it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Winamp still whipping the llama's ass. <laughs> it was such no, a great payoff line. The best, yeah, the best uh, little tune that shipped with every download installation. Awesome. <laughs> it was bought by AOL, wasn't it, at one point? I yeah, think. and then completely died. And then they destroyed it, like AOL destroyed it. Yeah, because they put it full of um, this adware stuff Ugh. and all this other, I would Ugh. say, crap that nobody wanted. Yeah, it yeah. was just... Um, it's still solid. Like uh, what you can do with it now, you can still. I mean, there's still a lot of uh, nice um, plugins and things if you want to do various things with your music that you can uh, yeah. use for it. Yeah. Uh, but it is dated. But um, yeah, for offline music, just to do some crossfading and queue up some tunes, perfect. Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, streaming obviously helped kill it off, but uh, so did VLC. Yeah, VLC is probably a, a, a massive, but VLC is also a multifunction player. I mean, it Plays is, video I too. use it more mm. for video. Yeah, mm. I don't really use it for music files. Yeah, I guess Winamp has got that nostalgicness uh, to it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, if 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 I was a new user to computers, I would never install it. I mean, there's no reason to. You can use Spotify to play offline files. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just for us old folks who. Yeah, really enjoy whipping the llama's ass. Indeed. <laughs> Love those visualization, that visualization plugin it came with. It was very powerful. I mean, the way that it you was. can, you know, also the equalizer you can set. Um, yeah, I had so many playlists on it. Um, but yeah, now I just drag my music into it and yeah, I play. Mm, very it's nice. It's a beautiful, 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 um, beautiful player still. Yeah. That's well, good, good to hear that it might be coming back. Um, I'll definitely give it a download if it does. 
For sure, for sure. I remember it had the, when you minimized it, or you, you could get rid of the player element from it and just had the little bar, and you'd pop that onto a window at the top of the screen and, and set it to sit on top. It, it just got yeah. out of the way. It was wonderful. You can still do that, yes. Yeah. yeah. But you can minimize it completely. No, it's beautiful. Um, I would highly recommend it. I highly recommend yeah. it. If you're just looking for some random player, and especially if you've used it. Mm. Um, yeah, when it, it's not really much use for it now. Let's no. include some streaming. But I, th- I think if anyone who, who used it in the past has very fond memories of it now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Especially that original grayish-yellow version. <laughs> uh, that's still my favorite. I think you can still get a skin for that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember those days, listening to music on one, on uh, Winamp and uh, chatting to people on ICQ. Mm, ICQ was also, yeah, <laughs> IRC. I was in the IRC side of things. Okay. MIRC. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, ICQ times. was the first um, instant messenger that I really used properly, extensively. Oh, interesting. Yeah, what year was that? That was 2000s, early 2000s, right? Late 90s, I think. Oh, sorry, late mm. 90s, right. But mm. uh, I remember IRC being quite popular um, yeah, around 99, 2000s, I was using it quite heavily mm. then. Mm. The good old days. <laughs> <laughs> Before we but rem- now we've got fiber, now everything's better. Yeah, absolutely. Before we reminisce too much, let's do our quiz. First question. How many people are set to be laid off by Tesla? Elon Musk announced this past week. Which university said this week it would no longer accept research funding from Huawei? Third question, Microsoft will no longer support or provide security updates for Windows Mobile after which date? The month is fine as the answer. In Zimbabwe this past week, there was a more than 1,500% surge in internet searches for what term? And the final question, the particle physics lab near Geneva in Switzerland has just unveiled its plans for a replacement of the Large Hadron Collider or the LHC. What is this new one called? And for a bonus point, how long is it planned to be? And it's quite a significant, um, uh, quite significantly longer than yeah, the old one. Very cool. I read that story a bit earlier this week. Um, it's massive. If it goes ahead, uh, it's going to cost. If we were worried function. about, oh yes, I mean running it, I'll throw out some numbers later. But running mm. it's going to be crazy. But if we were worried about the black hole created by the old one, imagine <laughs> yes, what <sir>. could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll touch on that later for sure. But let's uh, let's dive straight into this week's news. And um, uh, I thought kind of rather sad announcement, but kind of predictable, really. That um, in fact, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already that Microsoft is um, no longer going to be developing or providing support for, uh, they stopped developing a while ago, no longer providing security updates and other uh, updates for Windows Mobile. We're really not surprised, are we? Yeah, not surprised, but very sad. I mean, every version of Windows Mobile I was really rooting for to be a success. Me too. I I really liked it. There was something, it it kind of had the right idea, just execution failed horribly somehow along the line. It looked, it looked, Uh, I really liked it. It looked so different to Android and iOS. mm, Those big tiles were beautiful. but, but they I were guess, too late. They were too late. Yeah, they were too late to the show. And, and also, I guess the, the application side of things also was was a big part of what killed it. You know, people want to go for where the bigger stores are, yeah, I guess. exactly. Consumers, at least. Um, having said that, you know, Windows had a lot going for it in terms of its store as well. The quality apps, it was, in terms of visuals, I thought it was something that was going to give Apple a really uh, solid run for its money. Mm. Um because Android is still not, still not, does still not have all that uh, slickness to it. Windows, Windows Mobile had it from from early on, mm. and it's a but pity because when the masses talk, it would have been nice to have a third player in the market. I mean, we've only got two now, and Android is so dominant with over ninety percent mm. market share. 
Um, and Apple's, uh, I mean, Android's continued existence is, um, I think, a foregone conclusion. But, you know, Apple, iOS is, is, is only available on Apple devices. So if you, if you don't want to buy an Apple device, you can't afford one, for example, um, mm. then your only choice is Android. There's nothing else. Yeah, yeah. But I guess also, you know, it's, it, uh, it's I mean, it's, it really shows you that even though you have a solid uh, platform, it's not just about having the ecosystem. You need to have a solid user base. You need to have that enticing X factor mm. to it. Um, and it had a lot of the elements. It just didn't come together. It was. I, I really think it was too late because I mean, it was. It was. What was it? Was it? I forget. They changed the name so many times. It was. It was <laughs> yes, Windows was Mobile originally, and then they changed the name to Windows Phone. I think when it yeah. got the, the the Square interface, and then they changed it back to Windows Mobile again. Um, but that, that 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 reinvention of Windows Mobile, which I'll just call it Windows Mobile for the for the sake of continuity. Um, <laughs> It it that redesign came far too late. They should have done it two or three years before they did. And also, I think the Nokia, the whole Nokia integration came too late. I mean, that was yeah. probably one of the finest phone integrations for that platform, I thought. Mm. Um, but again, when we spoke about it, I think a few years ago now, um, it, it just couldn't compete with everything else that was out in the market. Yeah. So oh, yeah, rest in peace, I guess. 10 December, no further updates. I, I don't think there are many people still running Windows mobile devices. Um, I'd, I'd imagine it's less than, it mm. must be a fraction of 1%. Um, but it's, a, it's, it's sad. I'd really love to see Microsoft um, open sourcing the Windows mobile code and releasing it to the community. And, uh, you know, you never know what might happen. I mean, Android, is an, Android is an open source operating system mm. um, although there are elements of google's proprietary code in there um I, i'd love to see windows mobile released to, into the open source community and see what happens to it yeah that's a very interesting idea um yeah don't don't let that code base die just give it to some people and see what could happen from it mm. i'm just yeah i'm still waiting for the day that you, you kind of get a phone like you with a pc and decide what operating system you want on there yeah you know, you don't, i don't need many choices but just give me just give me some choice to be awesome yes um, yeah. Not that I'm complaining about Android, to be honest. I mean, you know, Android nine is perfectly fine. It's very I don't good. Have issues with it, yeah. But you know, it'd be nice. To, it would be nice for there to be alternatives, like you have on, 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 on PC. You, if you don't want mm. to use Windows, you don't have to. You can install one of thousands of different different distros of Linux. I guess I guess the real argument is going to be against it for you know just the fact that the internet is making everything or your browser is making everything kind of universal. Mm. Um, the idea of having a mobile versus desktop operating system is, prob- is going to fade out without a doubt very soon. Uh, you're probably going to have one interface which is going to be something like your browser, and like we already do. I mean, most of my things is on a browser. Yeah. Uh, that's the window I use the most, except for yeah. a gaming app. Um, or well, Mozilla tried to Mozilla tried to do that with. Um, they they developed an HTML five based interface for phones, uh, but it didn't really take off. I don't think they're involved in that project anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, again, Chrome has got such a uh, big handle on things, um, but I think yeah, we're still a, still a little way away from. From that being completely the case, but we get it. We, we're getting as good a deal with that um, and Google now as mm. we can. You know, everything with Google and Gmail and yeah. um, Office, uh, um, your Google Docs and those things are. It's a pretty solid ecosystem. But there is some Can't pushback. Can't fault it for killing Windows. But there is some pushback from from people who who don't like being tracked online, and uh, we know that um, Android does that. Um, no, for sure, for sure. 
Well, not not Android, not Android per too, se. Android. Not actually, it's not Android per se. It's the Google services that sit on top of Android. Mm, mm. Um, so, so maybe there'll be a backlash at some point, and someone's going to develop a a, a Linux operating. So the problem is, there's, there's so much fragmentation in the space, and it's going to take so much development to to get an open source operating system to work across all of the different handsets in the market. It might be an mm. impossible task. Well, fragmentation is a thing, and I think because a lot of these, a lot of manufacturers put Android on very basic phones, and then they never support it, never look yeah. at it. It's not in their interest to do that, and that is bad for the Android ecosystem. And those of us who use high-end Android phones, I mean, we never see those problems. Yeah. Um, we never have any of those kind of oh, this app doesn't want to run, or hmm. uh, you know, security is outdated on this thing; it's vulnerable. Yeah, but sad day. Um, it, it, Windows Mobile had so much potential to be a strong competitor to Android, but it uh, it never transpired. Mm. And and Microsoft really was in the forefront of smartphone software development in the early days. I mean, my my first proper smartphone was running was running a version of Windows. It wasn't running Android. Yeah, my uh, I remember the the old iMate SP10. I think was my first. Phone. I had the SP3. Oh, the, oh, the SP. Was it the SP three? That little silver one with yes, the little candy bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you also had phone. one of those. That was my first yeah, proper yeah. smartphone. I could get my email on my phone. I was so excited. Oh, I loved it. The, yeah, the, the, the office functionality was really the only thing I had going for it compared to everything else. Yeah, um, because it was, was very no basic apps, really, compared to yeah. today. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were a few high-end apps that you could buy that was like network. You can monitor things. I mean, yeah. But it was there was no consumer level. I obviously as a Geek loved it because it allowed us to do so many things. Yeah, and even, it was unique. Even though it was running GPRS, um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the Internet Explorer web browser on it was so unstable it would crash half the time. Yeah, I don't think I, I used that much to be honest. But then, then again, you know, we we didn't really use mobile uh, our mobile phones for mm. much internet back in the day or back then. In any case, but I think when we were using the 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 iMate SP3, we could already see the potential of where these things could go. And that's what was mm. so exciting about them. Mm. And then Apple came with that beautiful little iPod with a phone idea. Yes. The App Store idea. Yes. Man, yeah. And that was it. The world changed. And everything changed. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know that Android was um, released a year after the first iPhone came out? Um, it just shows you how fast things have changed. That's, Android was released uh, 11 years ago this year. Wow, that puts things a bit into perspective, eh? Yeah. It's amazing how quickly it's changed everything in such a short space of time. The iPhone's only 12 years old. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and look how much uh, Apple has changed in that time. I mean, yeah. they were a PC business. We thought they were going to the music side of things heavily. Hmm. The iPod, and yeah. boom. Yeah. yeah. And boom, the iPhone just no. <laughs> t- transformed them into something else. <laughs> yes, yes. And then the idea of streaming music became a reality and like music on demand. And then all of a sudden, what, what do you mean we can do all of these things? Our PC can do almost the same as what we can do on a PC with our, on our phone with the right app. Mm, mm. And now you can plug and then your, the games came. And now you can plug your phone into a monitor and it is a PC. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I mean, a lot of these things we're talking about now is actually part of uh, the new features in Android Q coming out. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there was a mystery desktop mode that um, is hidden in the code. Mm. Um, and even though the Mate 20, the Huawei has it with its um, 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 Emui skin, or Emui, yeah, Emui skin, um, it's not looking to be a feature in. 
um, in the PC, which is fantastic, in the phone, which is fantastic. Well, we were going to talk about Android Q a bit later in the podcast, but let's uh, let's chat about it now since um, we kind of neatly segue yeah, into that. Yeah, it's a good segue into it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, I mean, one of the things that people have been speaking about, or, or one of the things that I think has been requested for so many things just out of the blue is dark mode. Um, and again, your Mate 20 Pro has that, uh, or a lot of the... Uh, uh, most of the screens can go dark mode if you set it within mm. that um, uh, op- within the operating system skin. But now, yeah, supposedly that is going to be a big part of Android Q. Obviously, no other name, you know, no no other nickname has been assigned to it yet. I don't know if you can make any guesses what would go with Q. It's, it's a limited list, I'd imagine. Um, quiche. <laughs> quiche. <laughs> I actually like the name Android Q. It sounds like something out of James Bond. Oh, yeah. Um, Maybe they should just call it Android Q. Mm. Android Quinoa. What is it? Quinoa. What is it? Quinoa. That stuff the vegans eat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be very PC of them to do something like that. (laughs) But it's not a dessert, is it? Quinoa. It's it's more like a starch. It's not. It's a savory. Yeah. Yeah. Quiche could be quiche. Quiche is quiche is a dessert, isn't it? Uh, quiche is also savoury though. It's also it? so you know, it kind of feels like it could fit into either camp. Um, but uh, hmm. yeah, it's it's difficult to know. I mean, I can't think of I, I can't think of any um, brand name sweets that start with a Q. Um, well, the, on this this uh, article on Pocket Lint, they've got a few suggestions here. None of them obviously make sense to me. Kurubia. Hmm. Um, um, Quindam, Queen of Puddings, uh, Quatab, Quisito. These are terrible. Uh, these are apparently all desserts. I don't know if that'll fly within <laughs> international naming <laughs> conventions. I mean, it's just too sounds me- sounds Spanish. Um, quesadilla, maybe if it's a little Mexican flavor to it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that I can, the emojis now. Yeah. Um, what is Android? But, uh, what is Android P? I've forgotten. Pi. Oh, of course, Pi. Pi. Um, and Oreo before it, obviously, which was a beautiful. But pie isn't a dessert. Well, pie this dessert pie, like a, I suppose, a, like apple an apple pie. pie oh, okay, or, yeah, um, yeah. Not not a chicken pie, <laughs> not a garage pie. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should um, just call it Android Q to be, and just leave it there. To be honest. Yeah, look, I agree with. Uh, unless they come up with something really, maybe some interesting brand deal or some. I don't know what what brand it. I can't think of a single brand sweet or dessert that starts with a Q. Can you? No, no. I was trying to to think about one. No, definitely not. No. But um, yeah, we don't we so, don't have to wait long because um, the first preview apparently is going to come in March this year. Yeah. Um, for dev- when developer previews come out, and then they release um, sort of June, or they and they provide. Uh, I think they provide wide access to developers around the May June timeframe, and then release by sort of September timeframe. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, normally I suspect probably August. Um, okay. But the first previews will drop in March apparently. And okay. then uh, that's when the developer previews on Android um, yeah. dark were mode. both released. So dark mode might be kind of cool. I'm actually running all my Windows 10 machines now in dark mode. I much prefer it to the light mode. It was really making my eyes hurt. Yeah, but your phone's got it. You must go check it out. Uh, I must do that. So it's a, I think it's in the battery side of things, uh, okay. battery menu. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been running it. I've, most of my screens too, my Windows, Office dark mode, Took black mode took a while to get used to. Um, it does. I'm used to it now. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Outlook at least. Um, I got used to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all the windows are a bit weird. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I prefer reading 
uh, on dark, uh, yeah. or at least seeing seeing darker windows, especially when uh, it's late at night and I don't know if someone's glaring at me. Yes, I usually turn down my um, my brightness in any case. Um, Do you use flux on windows? No, no. My phone automatically switched to that mode, that yeah. nighttime mode, at yellow. So I've set it up to do from about ten to about six okay. when I'm, you know. Um, but flux for Windows you- is great. It's available for Mac as well, um, and mm, it, it does mm. the same thing. It, it it gets rid of that harsh blue light and and replaces it with something much more relaxing on the yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too what to be honest with you. My friend went from my desktop piece. I'm either doing some video editing or gaming, and then I don't really want, don't want that. that. It's, yeah. it's when I'm reading on my mobile device or my iPad when uh, yes. that is very handy. So I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Flux was a prop, very popular app a few years ago when I remember using it. Because uh, there was nothing, yeah, there was, yeah, there was nothing else. And the black mode wasn't really a thing. I think black mode also helps me a lot, mm. um, at least with my bars. Or, I mean, uh, Spotify, for example, is always open on my one screen. That's a, a dark, yes. dark interface. Yes. Um, and also, there's this. I guess I believe there's some battery life-saving um, benefits to it because uh, it's essentially just a switched-off pixel if the device. Or it's dark pixel doesn't use as much battery as a uh, battery mm. power as a, a bright pixel. Mm. I had a debate with someone about this the other day. Does does dark mode save battery? And the consensus seemed to be that depends on what type of screen technology you're using. Sure. Um, in OLED, it wasn't clear whether it it helped or not. I can't remember. I'll have to Google it. But um, there, there is some debate about whether dark mode actually saves your battery life or whether it's exactly the same. Look, either way, it's still much nicer to use. It's more pleasant. Opinion. It's more pleasant. Um, I enjoy it too. The one thing that I think is much is 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 better for battery technology is a clever operating system um, that knows when apps are drawing too much power and lets you know. Yes. Um, you know that kind of intelligence is very important. Yes. Yes. Although otherwise I, I, you don't. Although I often get messages on my phone saying that um, WhatsApp is drawing a lot of power uh, in the background. Mm, mm. But what am I going to do? I can't exactly kill WhatsApp. I want to. I don't want to miss any messages, so I just ignore the warnings. No, but if you close WhatsApp on your phone, it'll, your message will still pop up, right? It's a, yeah. it's, um, so that's just that just obviously is me. like I get a lot of that with Facebook being open. It tells me Facebook's using trying to ping for Bluetooth for some weird reason, which is it's also trying, another. Uh, it's trying to suck out all the data it can, so it can sell advertising to you. Uh, exactly, every, trying to pick up on all those every possible port. But the, What's around me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But with the new, with the new. Um, with a new version of uh, Android, that is going to be one of the things that's going to be addressed as well, is uh, app permission requests. Oh, yes. Um, it's going to give you a lot more power over what you give access to, and you can specifically set it in Android so that certain that those apps that require location, for example, only get access to that when you run the app. Oh. So I think what they're doing is they're separating the Android layer security from the app's layer security, and then Android is kind of the overarching makes the calls, hmm. um, which is a very good move. Yeah, that extra the granularity is very good because um, there, mm. there's certain um, features in WhatsApp Messenger, for example. Sorry, not WhatsApp Messenger, uh, Facebook Messenger. Um, have you seen how many permissions Facebook Messenger asks for when you install it? It's insane. Yeah, that's, it's a ridiculous app. Um, you know, again, I only use it because my family kind of uses it as their main. I need to get, actually need to get everybody back onto WhatsApp and just, I need to uninstall it because it's been irritating me on my phone. Yeah. Um, that little pop-up bubble here too. It, there's no oh, way awful. to get rid of it. It's awful. 
It's ridiculous. It's, there's no way for it. It should be like that. Yeah, um, it's a terrible interface as well. I, I I do have it on my phone, but I use Messenger Lite, which is actually a lot not nicer than the full. Yeah, version. I must actually look at that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's still, yeah, look, it's still, it still has that chat head thing, which is the only app it uses, and it's awful. It looks terrible. No, it is stupid. I mean, it's, there's no reason for it to take over. I actually don't know if you can disable it. I must actually go look. I don't think maybe you, you can. can. I don't know. Um, I haven't tried. Maybe there is a way to do it. But mm. uh, yeah, Facebook up to it's. If it wasn't for work purposes, I would. You know, I do enjoy staying up to date with friends using it, but it's not. You know, the way it's going, the way Facebook is making decisions is certainly questionable. Questionable. Mm. Mm. Anyway, we digress. It's not about, uh, we're talking about Android Q. <laughs> so is there anything else in Android Q that uh, that has been? Um, the last feature, again, it's something that we've had on our, our devices now, but uh, screen recording is another feature that oh, yeah. started to come to Android Q natively, mm-hmm. um, which for some people apparently is quite a thing. I, I use it quite often. And I think it's a great feature, especially in kind of for work purposes. I kind of do how to do things. And yeah. I find it's very useful, uh, even just for recording gameplay footage too, if you want to kind of brag mm-hmm. with those little uh, clips. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll obviously find out the rest um, in a few months. Yeah. Cool. I think we need to take a quick ad break. We'll be back in just a moment. Are you a search engine? Because you found me. I feel we have a strong connection. Well, you're pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. Should we drop it like a hotspot and head back to yours so we can show Max and snuggle? Let's get giga with it. Uh, but I don't have fiber. Don't get caught in 50 shades of delay. Broadband your horizons and switch to Vox's super fast, super reliable fiber network. Experience the momentum. Connect your world. Visit us at vox.co.za forward slash fiber. Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect. We're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country. Not just for some, but for everyone. Fiber is not a luxury, but a necessity for business, for life, for you. And being connected is everything. So network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity. Bitco.co.za. Connectivity is everything. Well, welcome back to the show. How's it, Rehat? How's it, Duncan? So, DCPS and DOC, the Department of Telecommunications and Postal Services and the Department of Communications, the two departments that should not have been split from the DOC in the first place. We know that mm. uh, Jacob Zuma did this back in 2014. We still don't know exactly why. Uh, suspect it had something to do with trying to protect Claudia Mutsuneng at the SABC. Um, but it, it was universally panned. Stupid idea. Shouldn't have happened. Goes against the principles of convergence and uh, um, why are you doing this? And um, it's caused all sorts of headaches for the sector. Um, and then Cyril Ramaphosa uh, last year, late last year, announced that the two departments are going to be remerged. Um, and under a single political head with um, the uh, min- the new minister, Stellan de Benny Abrams, having political accountability for both departments and the departments, departments themselves to be remerged sometime during the course of this year. Now, um, de Benny Abrams uh, said this week that um, she oh, – sorry, last week – that she is going ahead um, with the merger um, and there's consultations going on, including with organized labor. 
uh, and that um, that uh, this is this is happening. But uh, what she did do, which I thought was a little disappointing, um, was she said that uh, they are working to ensure that there are going to be no job losses as part of this process. Now, I say disappointing because, you know, I don't want people to lose their jobs. But um, we know the state wage bill is out of control. Um, mm. There were two separate bureaucracies created here um, with their own directors general and all the support staff under that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you ended up with two departments uh, costing a lot more than the former Department of Communications from which they emerged was costing. And now the minister is saying, well, we're going to do our best to ensure that there are no job losses as part of this process. Well, what does that mean? Are we going to have duplication of roles? Are we just going to be paying people because we don't want to fire people, uh, to retrench people? Um, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me, um, mm. especially in an environment where, uh, where, the, where, the, where the government wage bill is, is out of control um, and there, there needs to be um, fiscal responsibility, fiscal austerity um, by the government. Um, our budget deficit is, is not looking healthy. And here we have a government minister saying, well, okay, there are going to be no job losses. This, um, this is all rather disturbing to me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as much as it's difficult, it's a very difficult situation because you don't want people to lose their jobs indeed. But it's also not government's, I mean, government's job is to enable businesses to create jobs, not to physically foot the bill for, you know, South Africa's workforce. That's yeah. never going to work um, because we know that spending within those, you know, salary spending is potentially uh, kind of out of kilter with what the industry norms should be. Mm. Um yeah, it's. I don't. We're going to always have this problem where, when we try and save jobs at all expenses, because it just means the companies. Well, yeah, I mean they they're bound to mm. um, have massive financial overhead, even more than what they should, and they're struggling uphill the whole time, up river. And the more money that uh, is that us as taxpayers are paying to support a bloated public sector, public service. Um, means um, that money is being sucked out of the private sector, which mm. could be creating real jobs uh, to pay for these um, shel- the sheltered employment of people in the public sector. It doesn't make any sense. Um, we, yeah. know, we, we know there's an election coming, um, but you know, there's, we've got a problem in this country. The government wage bill is too big, and um, making promises that there are, are going to be no job cuts um, suggests that that the the priority is 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 is, uh, is simply extending this large bureaucracy instead of actually doing what's needed and that's cutting the public sector wage bill reducing costs and passing the benefits back to taxpayers who can mm. then use that money productively to invest in growing businesses and creating jobs exactly and unfortunately the the result of keeping a bloated workforce is people i guess you have a workforce that don't really work hard for their money because there's no way of getting fired. So productivity and, and really being kind of contributing to your work sector mm. is, is likely to also uh, drop a bit because you're not competitive. You're not working in a competitive environment. Yeah, um, pro- product. this is just a general. Productivity is undoubtedly much lower in the government than it is in the private sector. Because mm. there are too many people doing the same job, so it takes accountability for something. Exactly. Um, and again, when and we see this you know, lead by example within government, even when uh, somebody – you know, even when there is accountability to be had, mm. there are no repercussions. Yeah, um, these are all things that go hand in hand. And I mean, I'm just commenting from the outside, but it, it seems if I'm running a business and I've got too many workers for me to pay, and they just there's not enough job, uh, not not enough work for them to do it. 
I'm going to have to close my business. You know, mm. I can't run a business like that. And government exactly. needs to see itself like that. Exactly. In, in, if you're if you're a private sector employer, you have to make decisions to ensure that you don't go out of business. Government isn't in that mm. position at all. It it um, it just raises taxes and takes more money. But eventually, it'll yeah, come back we, to bite them. Yeah, we know that's not 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 working. Right, and this is not even going to. Talking about you know all the wasteful expenditure that's out there because uh, if mm. if we had that with a bloated workforce, <laughs> I mean you know if, if a lot of other things worked and then we still have a bloated uh, government kind of workforce, uh, you can kind of almost argue for for either one. Yeah, but we don't. We've got the worst of all scenarios. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sad to say our last <laughs> news item of, on our uh, on our diary this week is. Uh, is um, also rather depressing, and that's the situation in Zimbabwe. Um, Reports started to emerge on Monday morning that the government had ordered ISPs and telecommunications operators to suspend access to social media services, including WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and also they they ordered, um, which I thought was bizarre, they ordered um, uh, that access to Tinder be blocked. (laughs) Oh, my word. No. That's that's an abomination of our rights. Procreate. Why why Tinder? I mean, mean, I've never used Tinder, but is it a way of, can you use it like Twitter or or Facebook to organize? I guess somebody was quite clever to realize that that could be used because it's a messaging application. You just need to to make sure you match up with a journalist so you can spread, send the right news out, I guess. So um, social media services blocked, and that immediately resulted in a lot of Zimbabweans installing and learning how to use VPNs, uh, which proved to be an effective way around the block. Uh, but then the government issued a further notice to um, some ISPs. The reports are a little um, – the reports kind of suggest different things, but it then appears that some of the larger um, – ISPs, including Econet Wireless, which is the biggest mobile company in Zimbabwe, um, were ordered to switch off the internet entirely, uh, which they then complied with. Um, so there was no way of using a VPN to get around that. If your internet has been switched off, your internet yeah, has been switched sure. off. But um, as I posted on Twitter about this earlier in the week, uh, a sure sign that you're living in a banana republic is when your government switches off the internet. Yeah, I mean, that ruins so many things, right? I mean, how do you do business? Everything comes to a standstill. You, you can't run. And, I mean, it also goes to show, I guess, the um, the dictatorship level <laughs> or at which level they are able to do these things. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, somebody's – it's it's a banana republic. Mm. I mean, it's another way to describe it, I think. Yeah. Also, someone said, corrected me, it's not a banana republic, it's a tobacco republic. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's just so depressing. I mean, imagine, imagine if the South African government tried to switch off or limit our access to social media in South Africa. I think there'd be a civil war. Yeah, I mean, that is the, the, utmo- the, the utmost breakdown of, you know, I guess, trust between government and I can't people. see South Africans accepting that. I just can't. No, no, not at all. Not at all. No, we'd no, we'd be think, we'd be in front of the union buildings, ready to burn it down if uh, if they switched off the internet. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Take away our internet, and you know we should be protesting a lot more about a lot more things. Unfortunately, I know we won't get to that point soon, um, or at any point. Uh, I doubt. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's not good. I guess the people that live close to the border has access to it if they have South African SIM cards. I'm sure they can't stop that kind of. Yeah, you know, the problem is the, that the big cities, um, Harare, yeah, too far in. Too far in. Um, so really depressing and 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 really pathetic that a that a that a that a country, a government, can just switch off the internet like that. I mean. It's just sends the wrong message to the international community. You know, Zimbabwe is trying to court mm. international investment. Uh, uh, okay, what did the what did Zimbabwe do this week? Oh, they switched off the internet. Oh, okay, let's go and invest in Vietnam instead. Definitely not going to invest in a country that. I mean, how would you how would you get any of your business in you know international business transactions done or international business stuff? Yeah. Let's call it that. Yeah, I mean, the internet the is the is the is the the very basis on which a modern economy runs. Mm. You don't switch it off. No, for sure, for sure. I mean, you have water, electricity, uh, food, and you have internet. I mm. mean, it is. It's, it's now it has to be a basic uh, human right. Yeah. I'm also a bit worried that South Africa hasn't really made much effort to. I mean, we've not really been much. You know, doing much. Uh, we haven't really been much outspoken against Zimbabwe for a very, very long time. No. Um, but it's sad that we don't do more. I mean. Well, Zanu, Zanu, Zanu PF is, has historical ties with the ANC. Mm. Um, but this Emerson, Emerson Mgagwa, who's taken over from Robert Mugabe, um, there was a lot of promise that he was going to fix things and, um, he, he, he made the right noises. But, um, I'm afraid he's starting to look like just another Robert Mugabe. Um, now, wasn't he out the country now when all of this happened? He was he traveling was. somewhere. He yeah. was in Russia, I think. Oh, um, man. But I mean, we see all these things, but I think the voting population just don't seem to. I mean, mm. we still have a majority of people that vote mm. for the ANC government. We know all this information. I mean, look at all the stuff that's come out now okay, with Bosasa. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Oh, uh, the Sunday papers <laughs> this morning were very depressing. Uh, Zuma directly implicated in in uh, corruption, alleged corruption. And yet he's still being treated with respect by the ANC and by the president. Yep, I mean, it's pathetic. There's no accountability, and I think that's the problem. No. That's why people this need, won't, won't people, change. I mean, you know, we're not a political show, but uh, just just um, to spend a few seconds on this, I really think that people need to start going to jail, and Zuma needs, is one of those people who needs mm. to face prosecution, and if he's found guilty, he needs to be imprisoned. Uh, that's the only way we're going to claw this country back from the mess that the Zuptas and the Basasas of this world have created. I mean, it's... It's there needs to be accountability, and people who are implicated need to be fired from uh, from responsible positions. We need to stop treating them with kid gloves. We need to mm. get the prosecutors in there, and we need to send them to jail. Um, whether that's going to happen, who knows? That that's what needs it's to happen. happen. Yeah, no, that's what needs to. Happen. That's the only thing that's going to solve the problem. I mean, it's it's just the wild west at the moment. Anybody can get away with it. Crime pays, and that's mm. the sad road. It's from the bottom. Just start from the bottom up or from yeah. the top down. Yeah, but I was amazed. I mean, if you've been watching this, uh, this guy from Basasa, Angelo Greasy. No, that's a joke. Um, uh, he, I mean, he's implicated himself in all sorts of corrupt activity. He, he himself, even though he's testifying in front of the Zondo Commission, needs to be jailed. Mm. Yeah, no, there shouldn't be any leniency given to him. But he's probably riding on that that he might get leniency given yeah. to him. Like Agliotti did uh, as a result of it. Well, Agliotti's in prison. Um, uh, yeah, now he is, but I mean, it took a while to get him there, right? Yeah. Well, these things do take time, but uh, we, and we have a new National Director of Public Prosecutions who seems seems at, fa- at face value to be very good. Um, so hopefully things are going to start happening.
But this is a technology podcast, not a political podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's get back to the tech news before we, <laughs> before we thoroughly depress ourselves. Um, I think we've covered the news. Yeah, we have. So let's move on to our regular features. Uh, let's start with the loser because it actually continues with the political stuff. <laughs> but uh, our, our loser this week um, is the Zimbabwean government for switching off the internet. Um, they, they were miles ahead of anyone else in the, in, in, you know, who was in the chance of ru- in the running for loser of the week this week. Um, <clears throat> and um, quite possibly they're now in contention for the, our loser of the year at the end of the year. Um, and our winner this week is. Twitter. Um, yeah, love Twitter. You know what they've done? They've reintroduced the chronological timeline on smartphones. I know. I switched it on and it is oh, it's so welcome. It's like a fr- breath of fresh it air is. every time I open Twitter now. I mean, on my desk, I use TweetDeck, um, so I can... I see, I see chronological um, tweets in, in TweetDeck, wow. but I'm, I, on my phone, it really annoyed me. Uh, if there's some breaking news happening in the country, you want to read the very latest things that are happening. Meanwhile, it's, mm. showing, you, mm. it's showing you these tweets that it thinks you want to see. Um, I think they call them top tweets. Now you can just hit a button, this little star thing at the top right on either Android or iOS, and you can say, yeah. see latest tweets first. So you can see really what's happening in real time. Thank you, Twitter, for bringing that back. Um, it only, only took a few years, but uh, uh, they've done the right thing. So there are winners yeah, this week. Mm. And I do love using uh, the Twitter app over anything else on my phone. It's a, it's a very nice app. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I'm also seeing a lot less kind of stuff that doesn't int- – I started seeing a lot of, I would say, branded slash newsy content, which was a bit weird. Um, and now I'm seeing the actual people that I follow more often. Mm. Which no, is it's good. It's good. Uh, it's very good, and I, I'm actually going to use Twitter on my on my smartphone a lot more now because of the chronological feed. Because yeah. I, I really want to know what people are talking about at any given point in time. I mean, that's the point of Twitter: what's happening in the world around you right now. Um, exactly. Um, and by getting rid of that chronological feed, like they did a few years ago, they weren't doing they weren't fulfilling that mission. They were they were giving you some sort of aggregated. Yeah. Uh, um, algorithm-based thing on what it thought you wanted to see. I don't want to see what you think I want to see. I want to see what's happening right now. Yeah. And it's back. So well done to Twitter for doing that. Thank you. Uh, what's your pick this week, Richard? So I've been enjoying Bandersnatch on Netflix. So you've obviously heard about this little I've heard the name. Choose Your Own Adventure series. Oh, right. Is, yes, yes. Yeah. So now for those of you that don't know what this is, the story is actually based on a book that's based on a choose your own adventure. Now, I used to love these books back in the day when I was a kid. Uh, it's basically a story. You read a few pages, then you make a choice for the character, turn to page 50 for this choice, turn to page 45 for this choice, and so the story goes. And it was, I mean, it was the first interactive kind of virtual reality in very old school terms that I got exposed to. Now, Bandersnatch takes this in a classic Netflix way a step forward. Um, so Bandersnatch, like I said, is about this guy that's a game developer, um, a student game developer, and he writes this game based on the Choose Your Own Adventure uh, series. Mm. Now, I won't give the story away, but the, the owner, you kind of go through the story and, and at various random points, like in the beginning, you choose what cereal he takes, um, what um, breakfast he eats in the morning. And as you go on, you kind of do do various choices now in, my, in i'm busy watching and i actually had to go back because i made obviously a choice that was wrong and the guy kind of just had to he, he died or something he had to go back <laughs> you so killed all these, these various 
There's these various, um, yeah, these, <laughs> these choices he can make. But it is absolutely fantastic to watch. Um, now, like I said, I haven't watched the complete thing yet, so I'm not going to talk about the storyline. Um, and I didn't give away a spoiler, don't worry, because you're going you're gonna to encounter all of these yeah. various things regardless. Um, but it's well worth checking out. Um, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, and the story is also quite good. Uh, it, I mean, it's, a, it's kind of a very dark um Program, computer programming story. It's a Black Mirror creation, is it? Style thing, yeah. So I'm still waiting for the darkness and the deepness to come. But yeah, I've been, my, my fiber actually went down yesterday, which is why I stopped watching it. But, okay. uh, but it was fantastic. It's Up to where I've watched it, was absolutely fantastic. So um, I can highly recommend it, even though I haven't finished it. And I will report back once I've done so. All right, that's Bandersnatch on Netflix. My pick this week, Rehard, you know I've been getting into my trail running again uh, after, oh, a, yeah. after a fairly lazy 2018. Um, <laughs> I'm back kicking it up a gear. And, of course, you need good tech to uh, come up. Of course, I do because I'm a geek. But uh, I need good oh, tech yeah. to accompany with me on my trail running. And um, so I decided to splash out and get the uh, Garmin Phoenix 5X Plus, which is basically the the top-end Garmin um, multi-sports watch. And I absolutely love this thing. It's amazing what it can do. Um, some of the features I'll never use, like um, pulse or the pulse oximeter um, reader, which is um, only available in this model, um, which I believe helps you if you're um, climbing Mount Everest uh, or um, doing mountaineering, which I'm not really into. Um, but apparently if you're ascending a mountain too quickly, it can warn you about your mm. your oxygen levels. Apparently it's got something to, uh, something to do with that. But, um, Interesting. But this watch is amazing. It's got built-in maps. So you download the maps for uh, Southern Africa. Um, you've got maps on the screen. You can use Garmin Explore, which I mentioned in last week's podcast, to set up routes. Um, and um, it's it's really amazing. I was worried that this one, this watch, would be too big, um, but uh, it's actually not. It's um, perhaps a little on the thick side, but it's and it's got a big, beautiful. I think it's a fifty-one millimeter uh, face, mm-hmm. um, so it's on the large side. If you put that in in context, I think the Apple Watch's largest model is forty-two millimeters. So this is fifty-one. Um, but it's got full uh, um, smartwatch capabilities, so it'll you know give, it'll send all your notifications from your phone to your watch, etc. Which I actually decided to switch off um, because I, I really don't need to be that connected. Um, but it, it's got an all-day heart rate monitor, a pedometer. It's got um, all sorts of sensors in it. Uh, it does VO2, something called VO2 Max. Um, we've ran a fascinating story on that this week, mm. on what VO2 Max is exactly. Um, and it's an, very interesting. I'd really go, if you're interested in your health, go and have a read of that story. Um, VO, VO2 Max, um, while it's used by uh, athletes to determine their peak performance, and it's, it's a measurement of um, how much, I think it's... Uh, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but it's something to do with the amount of oxygen or the, the, the amount of oxygen that's capable of flowing through your blood during exercise. But apparently the, the figures that it gives to you, um, and it only measures it when you're actually exercising, um, is a very good determinant of how long you're likely to live. Um, it's a fascinating article. Uh, um, I, was, I, was, I was very um, pleased to see that when I um, looked at the metrics that um, – my VO2 max number uh, sitting at 44 is is considered good for my age and my sex. Um, but apparently if I exercise more, that it'll go, it'll go up. And um, peak athletes can get up to something like 97 or 98. Hmm. Um, but apparently it's a, it's a really, it's a really um, according to this article, it's a, it's a fairly accurate determinant, determinant of um, your longevity, which I thought was absolutely amazing. 
Yeah, that's a very interesting. I mean, I've seen that uh, being used on a lot of devices, and uh, mm. a lot of the guys that I know train using that. Um, yep. Also, yep. your zones, training in certain zones, zones yeah. making sure your yeah. heart rate is uh, at certain levels at mm. certain times. Mm. And the Garmin Connect. I just, sorry, record Karen. No, I was just going to say, I just get on my bike and cycle. I don't. Just go. Okay. I just put on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just put on uh, Strava, and that's it. Yeah. I just like to check distance and track. But I'm a I'm a weekend warrior, not a not a more active. The nice uh, thing, the other nice thing about this watch is it's got Spotify integration, so that you can listen to Spotify via the watch, so you don't have to, uh, you know, to carry your phone with you. Uh, oh, that's cool. Which is very. Does it cool. actually save it on the watch, or actually does it stream it from your? Well, how does it stream it? No, it, you 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 pair it, you sync it to your watch, uh-huh. so it's offline because the watch doesn't have a, an LTE connection, um, and then uh, you can I think you can stop to five hundred songs if, if I recall correctly. Um, oh, that's cool. And then you can connect your wireless headphones to the watch via Bluetooth. And uh, off you go. You don't need to carry your phone. You just got your watch and That's in, in your headphones. Very, very handy indeed. Um, so the technology has really come a, a hell of a long way. Um, I'm, I'm, Garmin is a company that really excites me. They've done a lot of amazing stuff in recent years. And I still think they're the, the underdog and the ones to watch in the smart, smart watch space. Um, it, the wearables, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they are, yeah. I mean, they're already huge. I think it's just uh, mass user adoption. I mean, I don't really wear a, a tracker. I mean, my phone does a bit of tracking, but I can see mm. the value in having something more that, yeah. tra- that tracks. Yeah. Uh, and also with the medical aids, obviously, once they figure out exactly how to properly use the data, and people don't game the system. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it's good to it's good to have this information. My medical aid is not getting access to my watch data <laughs> <laughs> under any circumstances. They can Duncan, you haven't run this week. We are going to up your premiums by five hundred. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> your VO two max level is dropping. We're going to have to hike your life insurance premiums. You know. <laughs> Duncan, you're not eating healthy enough. You're drinking too much beer. Duncan, Duncan, Duncan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my word. We are in for that. We are. That's where it's going. You have too much blood in your alcohol stream. I mean, too much alcohol in your bloodstream. Um, <laughs> no, these, are, these are all Black Mirror episodes. I yeah. Mean, um, yeah. Yeah. But, scary um, realities. But I'm very impressed with this uh, software. Garmin Connect uh, has also come a long way, which is the smartphone mm-hmm. app. Uh, it's also a web app, uh, web page. Um, really great d- detailed uh, insights into into what you're doing. Um, so yeah, they're, they're not cheap these watches, but um, they, this watch is fantastic. It's one of the best purchases I've made. And I've done 10,000 steps every day, every single day since mid December now. Um, so sure. going on for uh, six weeks of 10,000 steps a day, it was. It's proved to be more challenging than I expected, um, especially if you're having a sedentary day sitting at your desk um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. five o'clock rolls around and you look at your watch and you're sitting on three and a half thousand steps for the day. And so I go for a walk <laughs> or I go for a run because I want to see that uh, little 10,000 yeah. appear on the screen when I get there. It's absolutely amazing. Gamification of things like personal fitness is such a great motivator. Yes. Uh, I mean, I use Strava for that. Uh, and, and I love tracking progress and kind of seeing what people do. And you have little segments that if you want to compete with yourself, yeah. um, the segments that I write all the time. Uh, I mean, you, you get it with, with trail running and all those things as well yeah. on Strava. Yeah. And I love it. I Strava mean, it makes me makes me want to do more, makes me want to get out there. Um, Strava is such I'm a just waiting for the VR overlay so that I can <laughs> smash those zombies on my cycle. I mean, that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, um, but Strava is a brilliant, brilliant app. I went through the privacy settings in there the other day, by the way. You know, you uh, mm-hmm. um, if you run from your house or your office a lot, it's gonna people can go in there and see where you live. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really set it so that only people who follow me can see my runs. But um, if you're worried about privacy, and you probably should be, um, you can set up something now. So I noticed uh, in the in the privacy settings menu in Strava called privacy zones. Um, and you can set up a privacy zone, for example, around where you uh, where, where you live, um, and you can specify the distance: two hundred meters, four hundred meters, six hundred meters, a kilometer. Um, and the the app will then mm. mask mm. Um, your route, um, so people won't be able to see exactly where you live. Yeah, mine is set up. I, th- I have done that. Okay, um, mine's set up for about a k from my house. Okay, so yeah, it's worth doing because you never know what what no, crazies are out there. Um, especially if you are a, who was this hitman, this uh, Russian hitman that got bust by the the the, um, the, uh, the people that were investigating him, um, saw that he was wearing in one of the photographs oh, yes. when they were trailing him that he was wearing a Garmin watch, yes. <laughs> and then they got his data and they found that he was scoping out these people that he killed eventually. Yeah. You uh, should have put on this privacy feature. Not, 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 the, not, the, not the brightest assassin. No, <laughs> no for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I love all this data. Even Google tracking me where I go. I mean, uh, you know, I don't switch it off because I have a, I, I, I see a need in that. And, I, you know, I do go back and I check things. And it's just interesting for me to see where mm. I've been. Yeah. Um, in 10, 15 years' time, I can go back and check all these places. Yeah. You know, I love that. You know, I don't have an issue with that. Um, Which is why I like Garmin Explore because it shows you everywhere I've run. Mm. Yeah, I see, and that, and then you can recreate some of those with little video clips and things too. There's yeah. some really cool software yeah. out there. There's something called Relive. Have you come across that? That's the one. That's okay. the one. Yes, yeah. yeah. Load it up with your route. Mm. Fantastic. Absolutely yeah, fantastic. and it creates it automatically. I think it connects to your Strava, um, and then as soon as you finished your run, you get an email saying Relive your route, and it shows you this um, top-down mm. view of where you've run your satellite view. It's quite cool. That's beautiful. It's quite cool. Great. Well, I think that's our show. Um, apart from our quiz results and our song pick, which is yours this week, uh, an artist I have never heard of, I must admit, but we'll hear about more about that in a, in a moment. <laughs> Let's do our quiz results. How many people are set to be laid off by Tesla, Elon Musk announced this past week? And that's 3,000 people or about 7% of the workforce. Again, it's a sad thing, but the business needs to survive. And it needs to be exactly. Thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Unlike the Department of Communication. Yeah, exactly. Second question. Which university said this week it would no longer accept research funding from Huawei? And the answer is Oxford University. Microsoft will no longer support or provide security updates for Windows Mobile after which date? And we said uh, the month is fine, but the exact date was 10 December 2019. Not going to be a white Christmas, or is it going to be a white Christmas? No, no Christmas Android, for mobile. Android Christmas. <laughs> Fourth question. In Zimbabwe this past week, there was more than 1,500% surge in internet searches for what term? And the answer is VPN, or virtual private network. And of course, to get around those social media blocks. Um, and then our last question. The particle physics lab near Geneva in Switzerland has just unveiled its plans for a replacement for the Large Hadron or Hadron, I think it's Hadron, Collider, Hadron. L- LHC. What is it called? And for a bonus point, how long is it planned to be? And it's called the FCC, or Future Circular Collider, and it'll be 100 kilometers long, <laughs> about 10, with about 10 times the energy of the Large Hadron Collider. That's, That's remarkable. Absolutely insane. That is one and big the, microwave the, oven. 
the numbers, just in closing, if I can give mm. you some numbers here. Um, the report for the FCC involved, uh, okay, so you're talking about the report here. If the cloud gets to go ahead, it could go up, uh, be up and running by 2014. It would cost an estimated 5 billion euros to build the tunnel. A further 4 billion would be needed for the first collider. Um, the thing that's designed to collide the particles, mm. and another 15 billion would be required for the final collider, collider that would actually smash the protons together. Yeah, small change. That's a lot of money to blow up the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder who's funding these things. But I mean, this is groundbreaking. It, it, it's in teaching us so much about the universe, or could teach us so much about the universe. Yeah. I guess it already has with um, the current Large Hadron Collider. Yeah, yeah. Exciting stuff in the world of science. Mm. Um, so, uh, tell me about this band. I've, um, is the band called Lazy Eye, or was that the name of the song? Lazy Eye. Yeah, actually, I don't. I don't have an in-depth um, explanation for you of who the band is and what they do. But it's just a fantastic song that I discovered via Spotify, as it uh, you know it kind of just shows you cool songs. And this one came up, and it's been on my playlist for a while now. Um, and it's just a cool song mm -hmm. um, by a band, uh, Lazy Eye, by a band called Silver Sun Pickups. Uh, and it's quite a cool little tune for a Sunday afternoon. Great stuff. I found it here. So we'll be lining up in second. As always, uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, feedback most welcome. The WhatsApp number to use is 71 uh, We're a bit late in recording this Sunday. Entirely my fault. Um, uh, but uh, we'll be back uh, recording live on Sunday afternoons at uh, live.techcentral.co.za. One o'clock is the time if you want to join us live. Uh, that number again to WhatsApp us is 071 If you send us a voice note, we might include it in a future episode, so we'd love to hear from you. From Rechad and myself, until next time, enjoy the lazy eye. Cheers. Ciao, ciao.